So I'm going to say something this morning that is not going to come as a surprise to uh, any of you, um, but it may come as a surprise that as a pastor I'm saying it in a message, and it's this, that there are a lot of people who find the Bible confusing. Uh, people outside the church and people inside the church. And, and to be fair, there are parts of scriptures that can be pretty challenging. Would you agree with that? Um, I, I wouldn't, for instance, send a, a new believer to the book of Leviticus. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend that somebody who is just starting to explore Christianity, they head to the book of Revelation. That being said, there are other places in Scripture that we get immediately. Passages verses that are so clear and so compelling and so powerful that we feel as if God were speaking directly to us through them. This week we're launching a new summer message series in which we're going to be exploring how God has challenged and inspired, comforted, given hope to, and even transformed members of our church family through passages of Scripture that have come to hold a special meaning for us. And during this summer message series, you won't just hear from me, but you will hear from you know, members of our church as they talk about those texts and what they have meant. I'm calling this series The Texts That Have Touched Us, and we are beginning this week with two verses from the Old Testament book of Proverbs that were chosen by one of our members, Danielle Davis, who's going to read them for us right now. Hi, I'm Danielle Davis, and the verse that really made an impact on my life is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6. Uh, the book of Proverbs is an example of something that's called wisdom literature. And we're all familiar with wisdom literature, or at least what it means, although we may not be aware of it. If you have ever read an article or attended a class or gone to a workshop or watched a program on marriage or parenting, on raising a family or uh, managing your personal finances, if you've ever gone to a class on, on relationships or attended a seminar, even on, on doing better in your business, you were most likely hoping to learn something that the book of Proverbs, as wisdom literature, addresses. Proverbs is a super practical collection of sayings. And it actually tells us, uh, in this collection of sayings, why it was written. To help younger people avoid the common mistakes that make life miserable. Now today's text, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, could almost be seen as a, as a summary of the entire book of Proverbs. Uh, 
Because if you, if you want to know how to find blessing in your marriage, in your relationships, uh, in your parenting, in your finances, in, in your relationships, if you want to find blessing in your work, whatever it is, this verse tells us the first step to take, and maybe the only step to take. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Proverbs 3 says that our starting point in finding blessing and living wisely is to recognize that trust is an absolute must. It's an ultimate must in our lives. But it is a special kind of trust because it's trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, some of us have, have a really hard time trusting God. One of the reasons that some people don't become believers or one of the reasons that some believers lose their faith is because they have a difficult I'm trusting God. And why do we have a difficult time trusting God? Well, for some of us, it's because we have a difficult time trusting, period. We have been hurt. Maybe we've been betrayed. Or we have been disappointed by a person or a dream or a situation. People whom we thought we could count on let us down. And so we reason, or maybe we don't even reason, maybe we just kind of feel our way to this conclusion. I was disappointed because I trusted. And the only way not to be disappointed then is not to trust. See, that's, what, that's where some of us go. We have a tough time trusting God because we have a tough time trusting. Here's the problem with that. We learn not to trust when we put our trust in the wrong things. Proverbs chapter 3 invites us, encourages us, counsels us to trust in the Lord. Oh, there, there are lots of pretenders to uh, the throne. There are lots of other things, lots of other people in whom we place our trust. But because those things are mortal, or because they are imperfect, we have to realize something about them. And that is that if we place our ultimate trust in something that's imperfect and mortal, they will all, in the end, one way or another, disappoint us. You know, I, I was at a conference a number of years ago where I heard a pastor talking about one of the members of his congregation who was a commercial airplane um, pilot. And he found so much meaning in life. People respected him. When he walked, you know, through the airport in his uniform, you know, people would just kind of look at him with awe. 
And he had a great income and he was able to provide for his family and all of the rest. You know, one of the things about being a commercial air, aircraft pilot is that every six months you have to go in for a medical checkup to make sure that you are able to fly so that you, your health won't put your passengers at risk. He thought his life was going great until he went in for one of these uh, semi-annual physicals and discovered that his blood pressure was off the charts. And they did some other tests, and long and short of it is that they grounded him. And when they grounded him, his life felt like it had ground to a halt because he trusted in that. He believed that his career is what was going to give him his security in life. You know, for, for others of us, uh, you know, we, we, we put our trust uh, uh, in, in people and as much as we love them and as much as they love us, as much as we are committed to one another, you know, we're all mortal and a spouse can pass away. And if we placed our ultimate trust, ultimate trust in life in that relationship being there, where does that leave us when that person is gone? That's why um, the great Old Testament prophet Isaiah, a beautiful uh, but sobering verse says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord stands for ever. Placing our ultimate trust in anyone or anything other than the Lord will ultimately disappoint us. That's not to say we shouldn't trust you know, our loved ones. Uh, trust is a part of life. It is um, an irreplaceable part of life. When the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, faith, hope, love, these three abide, but the greatest of these is love. Do you know you can't have faith without trust? You can't have hope without trust, trusting that the future is going to, to be good because it's in God's hand. We can't love without trust, knowing that, uh, that it's worth it, whatever sacrifices we have to make. So we, we want to trust, but if we place our ultimate trust, if we base our lives completely on relationships on people or things that are mortal and imperfect they will ultimately disappoint us instead what the book of proverbs tells us to do is to trust in the lord trust in the lord with all of our hearts that word trust it's it's really an important one in in hebrew it it means to have our confidence in to find our security and our safety in God. That confidence, that safety, and that security, it's meant to be a matter of heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's not enough just to believe that God exists. The New Testament tells us the devils, the demons believe and tremble. They believe that God exists. They just don't trust Him. It's not just believing in, in God, as important as that is, but rather it is about resting in God, relying 
on God, finding our security in God, leaning on God with the full weight of our confidence and hope. That's where blessing comes from. That's where confidence comes from. Now, in order to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, we need to understand the limits of our own understanding. Look at what, what comes next in the text. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, when, when the Bible tells us not to lean on our own understanding, we, I want us to be really clear about this. It's not advising us to be foolish. It's not telling us that faith is irrational. As a, as a matter of fact, one of the things that we will find over and over and over again in the book of Proverbs is, is how it counsels us time and again to seek understanding, to gain understanding. Understanding is important. We are told to apply our hearts to understanding. Proverbs 2.2. 2. To cry aloud for understanding. Proverbs 2.3. Proverbs tells us that understanding will guard us. Proverbs 3.13 says, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. So we're meant to get understanding. Here's the thing. We're supposed to get understanding. We're just not supposed to lean on, put, you know, have our own understanding bear the full weight of our confidence and hope. And why is that? It's because our, our understanding is limited. Our understanding, you know, as much as we have, the more we grow in our understanding, you know, I think the more you understand life, the more you understand you don't understand life. That there's more to it than we naively believe when we are younger. Our understanding is always partial. It is limited. What's it limited by? It's limited by our limited experience. It's limited by our limited perceptions. It's limited by our limited knowledge and insight. Um, John, John Bloom has written a, a, an excellent article uh, for Desiring God. It's called The Insanity of Leaning on Our Own Understanding. Isn't that a great title? The insanity of leaning on our own understanding. I hope that grabs your attention because the truth is, if we don't think about it and if we just sort of drift through life kind of unreflectively, we will lean on our own understanding constantly and not even realize that we're doing it. Uh, in this particular article, he be begins by talking about um, what, you know, some theologians, uh, he doesn't use this term, but this is a way I kind of appropriate it, what some theologians talk about original sin. You read the book of Genesis, the opening chapters of the book of Genesis, and here we have the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And God says, you know, I'm going to place you here in this garden, and you are free to eat of any, any of these trees that you want to. Just don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God says, because on that day, you will surely die. 
death will enter into the world when, when this happens. And um, John Bloom uses uh, that, that story to, uh, to kind of tease out why it's so important for us to realize the, the partial, limited nature of our own understanding so that we will not invest everything in what we think that we know. He writes, in order to handle the knowledge of good and evil, You have to possess three things. One, ready for this? The ability to completely comprehend all possible options and contingencies. If you lean on your own understanding, you have to have that. Quick show of hands, how many of you here today completely comprehend all possible options and contingencies in life? I'm glad to see no hands. It's interesting, though. People who are atheists basically uh, are claiming that, whether they know it or not. I completely comprehend all possible options and contingencies. There cannot possibly be a God. Really? How do you know that? You're that smart? Number two, Bloom says, we need to have the righteousness and the wisdom to choose the right course. If we know what all the possible options and contingencies are. We have to be smart enough and we have to be righteous enough to know which one of those things, which one of those ways to go. And third, he says, we need the power to make reality conform to the right course. We need omnipotence and omniscience. You know what? Only God's got that. What that means, Bloom says, is that it's not the, the person who trusts in the Lord who is irrational, but the one who leans on his or her own understanding. It is insane, he says, to trust such pitifully limited understanding when one can trust the unlimited understanding of God. See, in exercising faith, trusting fully in the Lord and not leaning on our own understanding, we're not setting aside our intellect. Because the Bible says, gain understanding, long for understanding, cry out for understanding, do everything that you can to understand as much as you can. We're not supposed to set aside our intellect, we're just resting our intellect on the intellect of God. And you know what? Nothing is saner and nothing is wiser. See, what, this is a call for humility. There are lots of things that we don't know. Now, you may not know that you don't know them, but there are lots of things that we don't know. Our spouses know that we don't know them. Um, Personal little testimony here. I remember many years ago when I was first uh, in my very first church, the very first summer, my wife and I decided we were going to take this uh, great American road trip out west. And we went to Rocky Mountain National Park. One of the things we love to do is go on these hikes with rangers and stuff. And the longer, the better. And um, somebody, Peg had taken a picture um, of, of me. Um, I was unaware of it, but she kind of held back and, you know, it was a beautiful mountain landscape and, you know, we were uh, with a group of people that were uh, walking along this path and everything. And I looked at the picture, it, I remember it was a slide, we were showing slides on, on the wall, 
And I, I looked at this picture and I said, wow, that bald guy is dressed exactly like me. <laughs> and she said, honey, that is you. See, uh, back in the day, I've only had a spot. Uh, and looking at the front was all good. Didn't know what I didn't know. I now have a, a, have a blind spot. I'll, I'll tell you more about the, the blind spot. But, you know, one of the things about blind spots is you don't know that you have them because your brain kind of fills in. See, there are lots of things that we don't know. And there are lots of things that we will maybe never know. And then, then we add to that the inconvenient truth that at any given moment we don't know what we don't know. And that's really dangerous. That's the problem with leaning on our own understanding. That means that we need to exercise humility and recognize that we do have blind spots of which we are totally unaware. My blind spot. A number of years ago, I was uh, watching uh, TV on a Saturday morning. Can't remember the show, but uh, whatever it was, I, as I was watching TV, I suddenly saw this bright light out of the corner of my eye huge bright light. I went, wow, that is really weird. What is that? I turned and looked and there wasn't anything there. Over the course of the next couple of hours, I started getting these floaters. You know, those floaters, they started getting darker and darker and more and more of them until by the end of the weekend, not only was my eyesight in this one, I was starting to turn more and more gray. I was completely blind in this eye. And so, you know, we called a specialist, and, and I went in, and they did some, some studies and stuff. I ended up having laser surgery on my eye because I had, had a, a tear, and blood was getting, in, you know, inside my eye. Where that surgery was done, I now have a permanent blind spot. It, I can see here, and right there it disappears. Now, this is hilarious because, uh, it, maybe it doesn't sound hilarious, but, uh, b but I think it's hilarious that uh, when my wife and I uh, are in the car together and I'm driving, I can hear her, but I can't see her. <laughs> and what's funny about this is that she's mostly deaf in this ear, which means that she can see me but can't hear me. Which means that when we go to the movie, we can't sit like that. We've got to go like this. And we always do. But I've got this blind spot. Anybody that's been in session with me, you know, with meetings, anybody who sits over here knows that they can do pretty much anything and I won't know what's going on, including asking to speak. Because somebody will have to say, Pastor Jeff, you know, John Lewis wants to say something here. Because I can't see them. I've got a blind spot, and uh, intellectually I'm aware of it, but in terms of my experience, I don't know. I can't tell, because the way our brains work is, our brain just fills in the blanks. That's what we do with our understanding. We fill in the blanks where we're ignorant. We don't even know we're doing it. And I'll tell you something, if you lean all of your hope on your partial knowledge, man, if you've got a blind spot, you can totally miss it. Now, the good news is, despite our deeply flawed and limited understanding, 
We can still live wisely. We can still be blessed if we know and if we truly trust God. And, and that is precisely the point. You know, in this message series, I told you we're going to hear from members of our church. Let's hear from Danielle now. When I was 30, I gave myself to Lord. I was baptized and began this new beginner class. And this was one of the verses that they first had us memorize. And since then, many, many years later, it still has a profound impact on me because I always thought I had to have a complete understanding of the Bible and the understanding of God. And if I did, maybe I wasn't getting it. And so by this verse telling me that I don't need to lean on my own understanding, that I just need to trust that God wants me to trust. He wants me to, to obey and he's gonna set my path for me. Now the trust part, that's been the most challenging for me. However, I think what I learned so much about that is you just don't trust someone you just first met. And what God asked of me was, he said, Danielle, I, I want a relationship with you. In order for you to trust me, you need to build that relationship. And I think I've only learned that in the last year and a half. So a relationship for me has been spending more time in the word, being in a Bible study, seeking out people who have had a longer walk. And through that relationship, I have found that I could trust God more and more each day. Now granted, still a tough, tough road, <laughs> but it's getting easier as I build my relationship with Him. I was passed over for a position and I was really upset by it. But six months later, after my peer got the assignment, I was on my knees so thankful to God that I hadn't gotten that position because it would have been really bad. It wouldn't have been the position that I wanted. So I think because I didn't trust and I trusted on myself, but God turned it around to say, oh, wait a second, you gotta still gotta trust me because you didn't get what you wanted, but I had a bigger plan, better plan for you. Or I know I've tried to put God in a box and he's, he's this way and he does only this. And, and I have sought for so many years trying to figure it out. And some things, they're just not figure outable, if that's such a word, because God is so much bigger than than my small little brain. And I think there's some a lot of comfort in not having to have all the answers and really giving it up to someone much, much greater than myself. And that comforts me tremendously. Man, there's so much uh, that she said in that, that that we could talk about. Um, a couple of things impressed me about it. One, one is that um, I, I think she makes a really good observation. Um, doesn't quite put it in the, the, these words, but um, man, the people that, that I know who are really spiritually mature, there's a humility about them. Um, on the other hand, people who think they're spiritually mature and aren't, kind of a pride that like other people don't get it. This is one of the things that just frustrated the heck out of Jesus with the religious leaders of, of his day, that this pride and their inability to recognize they didn't know what they didn't know. Something else that, that really struck me in what Daniel said, uh, and this is super important I think for all of us, is you don't just trust someone you just met. You don't just trust someone you just met. 
You know, you need a real ongoing relationship before you can develop trust. So, so when the Bible tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart, you know what it's doing? It's really inviting us into a relationship with God. God wants to have a relationship with you. You know, we get together to read Scripture and to talk about this stuff and to worship the, the Lord. It's not about religion. It's about this relationship. God wants to have a relationship with you, a relationship in which you can learn. And, and how do you learn? By trusting God every day. God wants to have a relationship with you in which you can learn by trusting God every day that God is trustworthy. You know, it's, it's like in a marriage. You know, you trust the other person and as you trust them, you learn that they're trustworthy. I, uh, one other thing that Danielle said is, is that she, she finally figured out she doesn't need to know everything about God. Newsflash, you don't know everything there is to know about your spouse. But by God's grace, you know what you need to know. Let me repeat this. God wants to have a relationship with you, a relationship in which you can learn by trusting God every day, whatever it is, that God's trustworthy. And this is why Proverbs tells us then, in the next verse, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Or as it says in the, in the NIV uh, 11, in all your ways, submit to him. What it's telling us is, is to acknowledge God's authority over every aspect of your life. Acknowledge God's authority over every aspect of your life. Whatever, wherever, whenever, acknowledge God's authority. See, the, the book of Proverbs hits pretty much every issue of importance to us as human beings. It talks about managing our emotions, strengthening our marriages, parenting our children, caring for our families, handling our finances, having healthy relationships with others, enjoying our sexuality, doing well at work, doing good at work, caring for other people, and on and on. All these things that really matter, all this super practical stuff, the day in day out things with which we all have to deal. It's all in here in the book of Proverbs. So bottom line, what's the secret? What is the secret to living well and being blessed and being a blessing to others, having a healthy marriage and raising godly kids? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. That word all that crops up a couple of times here. And I want to focus on the second one. In all your ways, acknowledge 
him. The question that that prompts for me, and I'll, I'll share it with you so you can kind of reflect on it a little bit this week yourself. Is there anything in your life that is off limits to God? Because it doesn't say in most of your ways, acknowledge him. It says in all your ways. Is there any place in your life where God's word clearly points in this direction, but your actions or your emotions or your attitudes or your thinking are taking you another? Put, it, put another way, are there points at which, I'll just be blunt about it, you're disobeying what God's word teaches? And just to help you out a little bit, think about are you maybe in your life disobeying what God's word teaches about forgiving? Or might you be disobeying what God's word teaches about caring for widows, orphans, the foreigner, the poor? Are there points at which you might be disobeying what God's word teaches about loving your neighbor as yourself? Are husbands loving your wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life for her? How about what the Bible has to say about setting aside one day a week for rest? and for worship. Just to focus on God and to rest in God's grace and to be with those you love. What about where God's word teaches about setting aside the first part of what we earn for the Lord who owns it all? In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways. And he, he will make your path straight. See, here's, here's the thing. If we only acknowledge God's authority in those areas where it's easy, or if we only acknowledge God's authority in those areas where we already agree with God, we're not following God. We're not. We're just doing what we do anyway. Now, here's the extraordinary thing. The extraordinary thing about trusting God with all of our hearts and not leaning on our own understanding and acknowledging God's authority in every aspect of our lives is that when we do that, it is the way to blessing. God knows how life works. He invented it. This is so obvious, but I have to say it's also so embarrassing when we think about it. The truth is, we waste an extraordinary amount of time and money and emotional energy over the course of our lives 
leaning on our own understanding and just making stuff up as we go along. I see nods, and I know where those nods are coming from. Personal experience. We waste an incredible amount of time, money, and emotional energy. See, there is, there's an alternative to that. Learning through our mistakes or not. There's a time-tested alternative to all that unnecessary drama. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So you're having you know, challenges in your marriage. There's God's way. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life for them. And then there's our way. You know what? She said that to me. I'm going to say this to her. Question, how's that working for us? Uh, how's this work? So um, let us go back to those tender high school years to uh, that favorite of all classes, geometry. I've got an easy, this is an easy one, okay? Super easy question. Ready? What's the shortest distance between two points? A straight line, A plus. That's right. Now, why do I mention that? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Instead of you having to go like this, Go make your path straight. You can avoid years of unnecessary drama. I'm speaking to younger people now. And all, all of us older folks, we could all go, amen, I have the t-shirt. You can avoid years of unnecessary drama, time-consuming detours, and costly mistakes. And I'm talking about financially costly, relationally costly, spiritually costly mistakes if you are willing to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because he'll make your path straight. God knows how life works. So, you know, one of the things that I want to do today, I want to thank God for showing us how life is best meant to be lived. He just lays it out for us. It's in Scripture. Read the book of Proverbs. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. You can read a chapter a day. It'll change your life. Just remind you, this is what stupid people do. This is what wise people do. And you go, hmm, what's this say about me? Because I've done that stuff. The truth is, God created you. God loves you. God loves you with a perfect love. God knows exactly what you need. And God knows exactly how, what you need to do in order to get what you really need. And God in his goodness wants you to know how to live in such a way that you'll be blessed. And that you'll be a blessing to others. And it all starts with a relationship with him. A relationship of trust. Trust in 
the Lord with all your heart. You know, we put our ultimate trust in stuff that will ultimately disappoint us because it's something other than God. Life of blessing, the life where we bless others, all starts with a relationship with God in which we learn to trust the Lord. In trusting the Lord, learn that He is trustworthy. And you know, the more we understand that God's trustworthy, the more then we can trust God in bigger and bigger things. And that's how we learn how life is meant to be lived. So let me conclude with two things. Number one, if you haven't done so already, you can today. You can today take that first step toward a relationship with the Lord. And, you know, and just tell God, you know, I have a hard time trusting. I have a really hard time trusting because I've been hurt. I've been disappointed. I've trusted in the wrong things. But you know what, Lord? I've never trusted in you. I want to start that today. Now, some of us have, have already taken that first step. I'll tell you where we're stuck. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, submit to him. There's something off limits. Maybe something in our lives that we don't want God to have access to because we know better. Or we don't want to change. Or we don't want to give that thing up. That's, that's where we are, and that's where we need to make a decision today. I'm going to trust you there. I'm going to trust you with this. And you know what will happen? If you trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. He will make your path straight. Your life won't be perfect. We live in a fallen world. We're fallen people. But I know it will be better. You can live with hope and confidence. Because you're in a relationship with a God who can be trusted. You know, it makes an enormous difference whether uh, we uh, trust God or not. Because every one of us uh, will find ourselves at one time or another uh, in a situation where uh, on our own we would be completely unprepared. And, and we're going to look at that next week. Next week, I, I really want to encourage you to join us as we continue this series on the texts that have touched us as um, we hear from Leanna Bevins, one of the members of our worship team. She is going to talk about how Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 helped her and her husband, Matt, deal with the devastating loss of their son, River. It makes a difference if we have a relationship with God. It makes all the difference in the world.